This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mudge, Cedric Espen, some AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. You can sense the muscle, the brawn, and the authority excuse me, of the Sumster camped in the Bludging on the Blindside Soundproof Cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to another bludge. This is HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. A couple of highlights to get us rolling. It's a weekend of big ones uh, right across Australia, including the NRLW final tomorrow at 1.30. East and Saints locking horns after the Chooks came from 16 points down in the semi to stun the high-flying Broncos. So that's the big one tomorrow. Old-fashioned rivalry, East and Saints, two traditional clubs going at it for NRLW glory. And the big dance, that's tomorrow. Today, the granny, the AFLW grand final is on right now, right now. If you want to get a score, dial it up. Crows v Demons. Uh, later, of course, it's uh, be Sydney Cup. Uh, a, a, a what was I going to say? A sprint over three thousand two hundred metres for mudlarks. If you're not a mudlark, don't bother coming. If you can't handle the wet, stay at home. That's the Sydney Cup. And incidentally, a rugby league topics that'll be tackied, tackled in today's Eye of the Storm with Cam Smith include are lopsided blowouts part of the new normal in the caper? Is wrestling creeping back into the game? Is rugby league using the sin bin too often? That's a topic that will run and run and run. Apparently bin numbers are right up. Is it just a lack of discipline? Have we reached the time when players should be binned before the student is kicked in anger, i.e., Come here, Dufty, you're in the bin. Stay there till we finish, etc. Special guest joining Cam on the set of Scrum on the day better dump on the future of football this week include the man of feathers, Peter Valendis, and the hook, Anthony Griffin, and the sin bin specialist himself, Les Boyd. Now that is a lineup and that is a show. That's all on Eye of the Storm. Boxing and Harry Garside, our Olympic champ, took on the dangerous Manua Mate. Garside prevailed. Uh, ringside observers suggested it was a master class from the ballet dancing Garside who brought a little bit of the nutcracker to the squared circle and Harry refused to take the stool between rounds. I was shocked. Roy was shocked. We did, thought, oh, they've forgotten to bring the stool out and so we rushed off to find a chair for the kid between rounds, but he wouldn't. He refused it. He stood for the whole bout. Something fresh in the fight caper. First time I've ever seen that happen. I don't know what his trainer was thinking. I don't know what his corner person was thinking. I don't know what the uh, seconds were doing with the stool. They were sitting on it probably. On the Incidentally, on the Garside undercard, Chanel Dargan and Ashley Sims stole the show. 
that's how I saw it. There was a, a super featherweight bout. It was a, it was just brilliant. Uh, the um, Dargan and Sims, you know, top shelf. At the bell, the judges couldn't split the pair. Neither could I. They declared it a majority draw, meaning two of the judges thought it was a draw. The third one, I think, had it in Sims's favour. Don't quite be on that. It was an absolute thriller. It's already been hailed as fight of the century. If you get a chance to dial it up on YouTube, you know, etc., have a look at it. It's terrific. It, it just puts the blokes to shame. I mean, sure, Garside was great, masterclass and all of that, but it wasn't a fight. But the, uh, the, uh, on the undercard, we really saw people who'd come to punch and take them. It was just great. Still with fights, is it time that the Broncos superstars Payne Haas and Albert Kelly joined the ranks of the donkey circuit, the DC? They've so much to offer after what they showed us uh, out front of the shrubbery at their local. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to see the boys in action. I think it was somebody trying to... Trot on somebody's foot and it was on! I mean, these guys are trained to within an inch of their lives and just stepping on some new blue suede. I mean, that'll do it to you. Uh, incidentally, AFL and Eddie Maguire is fascinated by the thinking ball technology that the rugby league is exploring. I am as well. Eddie thinks that an AI ticketed Sharon could adjudicate out of bounds correctly. Out of bounds in the AFL is a joke now. People are running 30 metres out of bounds and still playing on. And it's possible that the Sharon AI ticketed Sharon could interpret goals and behind kerfuffles, you know, when it shaves the posts or if it, it's touched off the boot, all of that. And they, the boot could also keep score. Should I say the football should also or could also keep score, which would be great. Cricket and what a win last weekend in New Zealand as Australia club at England in the ODI World Cup final. Australia far too good throughout the cup. And the final feature to Sunning, I hope I've got these numbers right, 170 off 138. I hope that's right from Elisa, um, obviously uh, Elisa um, of Healy. And uh, that's, uh, I think, a record amount of score in any form of uh, that particular cricket or equals the record amount of score in that uh, form of the cricket. Rugby Union and uh, with two World Cups and the Lions Tour on the way, should the running game copy the path to glory that women's cricket has strolled along by tipping millions of dollars into all levels of the game? Oh, it would be great. But then we have a problem that we need more ovals for people to play on. And I think that needs to be addressed. There was nothing in the budget, as I saw the recently bought down Josh Frydenberg budget for sport generally ever anywhere. Sure, car parks, fast training Newcastle, no rugby league, no AFL, no cricket. And speaking of cricket, has the Sheffield Shield lost all meaning? It's week five of rugby league and we're still talking, we're trying to still talk Shield cricket. Not here, not on bludging on the blind side, but WA broke a 23-year drought midweek. Skipper Marsh shed his words. These are his words, not mine. He shed a few tears when the reality of what was about to happen was starting to sink in. I mean, imagine that. The Marsh name so synonymous with WA cricket and uh, several generations now, and I just hope the Marsh kids can move. You know, they'd be the grandkids of Old Swamp. Uh, but can keep the great tradition of Marsh and Sheffield Tube going. Those were beautiful thoughts from a bloke who was there when they last picked it up 23 years ago. International football and the world has fallen under the Graham Arnold spell. That's the only way to explain this. All the great sides want to get involved with what is happening in Australia in 2022. Barcelona are on their way. Brazil and Argentina are rumoured to be also on their way. I mean, they want to see how Graham does it. Who doesn't? I mean, it's sure, we may not qualify for the World Cup. That doesn't mean we're not playing great football. We're not playing something with the Arnold polish, with the Arnold perspective, with the Arnold game plan, because we are. Augusta exploded onto centre stage this week and Australia's Mark Leishman. You may remember Mark, he's the creator of the Leishman Lager. 
It's a range of lagers that you can drink on a Monday night, meaning you can get in the bag, but you won't get maggoted. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's a fine line in a beer. They won't get maggoted, but you can get in the bag. Now, he says he's flying under the radar. Great news for Aussie golf freaks. Cam Smith obviously leading the charge for us, but Leishman under the radar. Incidentally, can you still fly under the radar? I thought they'd fix that blind spot years ago and radar went all the way down to the ground and no one could get under the radar, but uh, golf apparently. Speaking of explosions, golf, etc., cricket, etc., rugby league, etc., the F1 is back and doing what it does best. And it's here, um, you know, people have asked, I've got to be honest, I'm a journalist, I have to speak the truth, he's here. I mean, he's arrived. Look, you can complete this in your own time. I don't know the bloke. Off you go, finish it. It's up to you. Aussie's fired up by the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us. Forward as we prod forward through the soddly backed up storage of the week's morning action. Remember to step up and have a go. To get a go. I think that's the I think that's the the refrain we're gonna hear a lot of over the next six weeks. Anyway, if you've had got something from the gate getting a go, then get in the queue for another go. I mean, that's Australian way in a nutshell there. And now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask a man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. That's right, league lovers, get a grip because the voice of hope can only be heard on bludging on the blindside. The voice belongs to rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, dude. Yes, uh, happy rugby league. H.G. Nelson, happy rugby league. Australia. Uh, and uh, I agree with you, actually. It's been an extraordinary couple of weeks since uh, we've been on been on air. It's been an extraordinary time, really. Action-packed. Action-packed, no matter where you look. Now, uh, people have been asking me about the Eye of the Storm, the Cameron Smith program, uh, the pilot of which you referred to mm-hmm. uh, earlier in your comments, HG. Uh, my understanding is that the new chief of Channel 9, that's Mike Sneesby, uh, is yet to green light oh. the uh, the program, um, but that, that that's okay. Oh, I'm not concerned. Uh, I, my understanding is at this stage, I mean, he's only had his feet under the desk for a couple of weeks now, hasn't yes. he? Yes, uh, coming over from Stan. Um, and my understanding is that uh, that he's reaching out, he's listening to a lot of people, he's got a lot of people, he, he's interested in what uh, many of the staff think, many of the experts. He, he's got them in. He's he's engaged by them, and has yet to really. Put his stamp uh, on on nine. Uh, I'm suggesting I of the storm would be a terrific way of putting his stamp on Channel Nine, but uh, at this stage he's just being what I describe as cautious. Cautious, but that would make a great pilot. What I outlined. Oh yes, it? you know, with yeah, with Les Boyd. Boyd. Les oh, Boyd, yeah, Les Boyd. Don't yeah. have been people don't to see Les Boyd back on Channel Nine. I would, especially if Cam's opening him up and they're wandering around Melbourne. I don't know if Les has ever been to Melbourne. It'd be a first for him. Uh, now, I uh, welcome the um, uh, the new appointments, HG, to the Administrative uh, Appeals Tribunal. But, look, I did notice there is no Rugby League Appeals Division. Oh, I didn't realise that. It, it's, it's not there. It's not there. If you want to complain about the administration of Rugby League, it's pointless going to the Administrative Appeals because there's no one there who can handle it. Have you got a nomination you'd like to see there? I mean, is a sort of... I, I mean, you have to be uh, somehow connected with the the current government, I assume. Well, you've got to be a member of the Liberal Party, I yes, assume. Yes, I But there are rugby league players who certainly would support the Liberal Party yeah. and could sit... I mean, you, you, you can only do... 
You can do it part time. I've got a name. Dish Head Dowling. Dish Head Dowling. Perfect. Because you you can take it on as a part time job. I mean, it's only about, what, 400k a year? Something like that? I think you're right on with the money. Yeah, 400k a year, and you, you know. And what sort of things come across your desk? you deal with? Oh, contracts. Oh. The way contracts are administered, you know. Um, I mean, there'd be something to, for Dishhead to look at. Uh, now, you mentioned Meg Lanning's champions bringing home the World Cup. I noticed that Channel 9 refused to um, broadcast it. No, I was shocked by this. I wonder why. I know Sneesby's only had his feet under the desk for a couple of weeks. I mean, I know he's taking soundings. Um, very engaging bloke. Very open to yes. ideas and suggestions. A real people person. Yeah. No bias towards league as opposed to cricket. I don't think so. No bad. No, no, no. I think he's absolutely Catholic in his interests. Oh, yeah. Good. Absolutely. If it rates, he wants it. That's why I'm suggesting I have the storm mm. and the women's and the World Cup. Uh. I mean, it would have rated its head off. Uh. Heal his 170, as you say, and about 138 balls. Uh. People would have watched that, Sneezeby. I hope Sneezeby's not going to be a clown. That's my fear. Uh-huh. No eye of the storm. No World Cup. Anyway. He'll put on rugby, though, won't he? I suppose he will. Now, there's a call to ban doctored test pitches, as we saw oh. in pa- the like of which we saw in Pakistan. Look, I'm suggesting an international team of green keepers who do them all, just travel the world, know what they're doing. Would there be one from Can, every country? Uh, oh, not necessarily. No. I think they'd be largely Australian green keepers, wouldn't they? Best in the world. We know how to do a pitch. Yeah. We understand bull-eye soil. We understand how to get a pitch that will take a bit of speed, take a bit, take a bit of bounce in the first first couple of days. Yes, and, and we'll turn around for the spinners. Now. That's what we want. Drop in. Drop in, yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Ma- curated here and then Curated here and sent overseas. Yeah. All around the world. We'd export perfect pitches for test cricket. Ricciardo is set to oh. make a mark in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Trouble is, his car is too bloody slow. It is too the slow. The McLaren is too slow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, huh, it's hopeless. It's hopeless. Uh, and I think it blew up last uh, when he was in, oh. uh, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he did. It he blew had up. enormous trouble. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he worked himself into about sixth or seventh position. It was looking okay. He'd found, he'd found where the accelerator was and it was working, responding. You know, press your foot, the faster it goes. That seemed, McLaren seemed to have mastered that technique or that technology. But uh, then it blew up. Hope it doesn't blow up tomorrow. Now, will the Adelaide 500 return? Now, supercars have reached out to the new South Australian government, and fair enough. The new Premier's very go-ahead. Oh, he's very go- He loves his cars. Yeah. He loves his supercars. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't he? Uh, now, he's, uh, they're promising it'll be as big as Bathurst. I don't know why they do this. Mm-hmm. Nothing get, I mean, people can see through that. Mm. It wouldn't matter how big the Adelaide 500 it got. It'd be nowhere near, near as big as, big as Bathurst. I mean, it just couldn't be. I mean, why do they do that? It just gets people offside and makes it more difficult for the Premier, the new Premier of South Australia, to green light something like this. I know. You know what I mean? Because the people are just stupid. Could yeah. never, Adelaide people know how big Bathurst is uh. and they know how big the Adelaide 500 could be, uh. i.e. nowhere near as bloody big. Now, there are calls for uh, Margaret Court Arena to be renamed Ash Barty Arena. 
Look, I would prefer to rename Flinders Park to Barty Park, although I think Flinders Park, Jeff Kennett might have changed it to Melbourne Park. I think you're right about that. Yeah, but, but, but we can we change it, it. If we, we can made change it. Barty Park, it's, uh, got th- a, that whole twang to it. Twang, that whole area, that whole tennis area would be dedicated to her. Are you worried when she wins the Australian Open at golf? Yes. Do we'll have to change names again? Yes, because we might. We oh, might. Okay, fair enough. We might. We might. Yeah, we, we, can, can I say we'd address that when at it the happens. time when yeah. it happens? Yeah, sure. When it happens. Now, Tabcorp appears to be in trouble making money out of horse racing. Hard to believe. But they can't compete, actually, seemingly, with Ladbrokes and taking Neds things and, to the Neds level and all yeah. that sort of stuff, which is great. I, I love all that. But, it, but you'd imagine Tabcorp, you know, that, that's where the soul of Australian... Soul, that's right. The soul of Australian gambling I know, is. I know, I know. That's where it is. Mm. Now, I'm suggesting, or perhaps a government subsidy, could I suggest nobody loses for the first 12 months in their gambling? So you sign on to Tabcorp. So so let, let's say we're starting tomorrow. Tabcorp's... In a re-engagement with the community, you sign up and for 12 months you will not lose. You get your money back if it doesn't win. And, and, and you keep your winnings. <clears throat> now, I, I, I've costed this each year somewhere between $3 billion and $281 billion, depending on the, <laughs> involve, the involvement yeah. of the community. Yeah, the number of people who want to do yeah, take yeah. part. But I think it would be a game changer. And is that paid out of taxpayers' money? Yes. Yes. And yeah, all borrowings. I mean, yeah, we're, all we're, borrowings, I mean, yeah. we just, just money's, money's, money's free, money's free, never free, been cheaper. Free. Yeah, never been cheaper. Never been cheaper. I oh, know. And what are you, you know, we can we can we can bloody pay the French five billion dollars for, for nothing. nothing. Hey. I know. How does it We can give them five billion for nothing. Surely we can give the Australian punter somewhere between three and two hundred eighty-one billion for nothing over twelve months. Yeah, rugby league. Yes. Thank rugby God league. there's a little bit of sanity in the world. Mm. We get to address it. Now, Joey wants uh, three in a tackle stopped, banned. Um, that would stop the wrestling and, uh, would, you know, the game slows down, that sort of thing. It really gets up uh, Joey's nose, fair enough. But the man set to replace Bellamy, that is Billy Slater, he likes the wrestling. I know. He likes it. He, he says it makes it a real competition and uh, it's up to the better players and the better teams to master the art, the dark art of slowing things down and quickening things up when you've got the ball, which is fair enough. Because Craig, that is Craig Bellamy, says of Billy Slater that he has a very, very high rugby league IQ. <laughs> and I think that's probably right. Yeah, True. You know, when you think of rugby league IQs, mm, no. Cam, Cam Smith. Yeah, Cam Smith. Cam had a tremendous, yeah. and still does. Yeah. So, although yeah. he's a little bit, a little bit quiet on the commentary last night. I noticed yeah. he didn't really get much of a word in at all. Cam. No. no. Uh, they've got to make it a bit more Cam centric, I think. How about Alfie Langer? Big IQ. Ah, uh, did have. Yeah. But it was more in, instinctive. Yes. Rather yes, than considered. Knew. Yeah. You know, ah. he just played what was in front of him. He played with his eyes. Not with his mind. Peter Sterling? Peter Sterling played with his mind, mm-hmm. not with his eyes. Mm-hmm. But he could play with his eyes if he wanted to. <laughs> now, it could be a long year for Canterbury, a long year for West Tigers, long year for St George. I actually feel a bit sorry for Trent Barrett. It seems wherever he goes, the team plays like rubbish. I don't know why that is. 
Oh, he's terrific, bro. He tries his heart out. He tries his heart out. Remember when he bought the furniture for Manly for the the games room? That's right. That's right. They smashed it. Had to go home. They smashed it. That's right. That's a bunch of shit. Anyway. Uh, however, with uh, West Tigers, there is some good news, HG. The West Tigers won an award at the Autism Spectrum Australia Recognition Awards this week. They have a dedicated area in their uh, in the grandstand that is for parents with autistic <laughs> members of their family where they can have a bit of quiet while they watch their rugby league. Brilliant mm. idea. Mm. Brilliant idea. Mm. Um, so I, I commend them. Commend them on that. And just finally, HG, a a very, very disturbing development, not in rugby league, but I have to break the news to Australian lovers of tennis and indeed German lovers in tennis that Boom Boom Becker has been found guilty of uh, fraud Mm. and is due to be sentenced, I think, on the 29th of this month. And he can he might be put away for anything up to seven years. And are you suggesting people gather? Reach out. Reach out. Yeah. And maybe travel. Yeah. I know travel's difficult at the it moment. It is difficult at the moment. You'd have to go to London. That's 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 where he yeah. is at the moment. No, I understand that. Uh, terrible thing. Shocking thing, really. He he felt he was doing the right thing, but was just poorly advised. Um, as so many are. As so many are, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean yeah. you wouldn't yeah. be alone there. No, 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 no. But, Gee, that is very but, sad. But uh, what mm. a tremendous serve he had, didn't he? Mm. Tremendous mm. serve. You can't take that away from him. And his athleticism around the net Brilliant. was extraordinary Brilliant. as well. Sure, he did have moments where he went a bit mad. Remember, he'd, he'd, he'd put a towel over his head and pick his nose and scream. But, you know, we put that aside and when, when he, on balance, he, he was a tremendous champion. He might have won Wimbledon at the age of 18 or something. Very young. Very, very young. Very young. And, did he and lose... so much pressure on a kid. Yeah. So much pressure. No wonder things turned, uh, went a little bit wobbly for him. Didn't he once? Uh, get, uh, didn't he have a toilet tryst at one stage that ended up creating oh. a family? <laughs> I think that happened. Correct. These, these, these Correct. things happened. And then he became the ambassador for the Congo or something like that. He claimed he was claimed, a, yeah. a sort of sporting, come cultural ambassador for the Congo, which gave him diplomatic immunity, you might from recall, all these things. From all these things. But I think they discovered that the passport he had was actually a, um, a manufactured homemade job, homemade job that uh, failed the sniff test, <laughs> unfortunately. Went, yeah. Yes, yes, Port yes. So, so uh, and I think he ended up uh, coaching um, oh. uh, Novak Djokovic there for a little while. I think he was part of uh, the Djokovic team. Yeah, meeting your minds there. Mm. High so, tennis IQ, Roy? Uh, very high tennis IQ, um, but perhaps his IQ when it came to account- accountancy and common sense was perhaps a little lacking. Make of that what you will. Did the Neanderthal ever pack down against the Homo sapien? The answer is probably. The evidence is in our DNA. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, speaking of St George and Canterbury, uh, to say Matt Dufty took exception to a recent segment involving his former teammate Zach Lomax and Blake Laurie would be an understatement according to the Murdoch Press. Lomax in particular has earned the ire of Dufty after the St George Illawarra duo were interviewed by Fletch and Nathan Hindmarsh Hindy on Fox League. Now, the segment included Laurie saying Dufty had too many personalities. Good. Goran Ivanisovic style. He's back. Mm. Too many personalities. And I'll put 
this question to you now. You don't have to answer it. How do we know or how did he know? Lomax also said he was granted, if he was granted three wishes from Dufty, one would be never have to speak to Dufty again. Wow. As they debated if they would rescue him, uh, would rescue him if his house was on fire. Wow. Now, of course, uh, Dufty's become the fullback of the dogs, if I yeah. if memory serves me correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that Barrett polish, <laughs> hasn't he? Now, do you think that's a fair question, question on notice? Mm-hmm. You can't go around asking people of other teams, should we rescue, you know, your opponent if yeah. the house was on fire? Yeah. I mean, league isn't built like that. No, anyway, Dufty um, was quick. It's unedifying, this sort unedifying. of stuff, this, isn't it? It is. This it's is unedifying sort of to put stuff. a player in that position. Mm. It's irresponsible questioning from Fletch and Co. It's Fletch and Hindmarsh, isn't it? Yeah, it is. They should know better than that. Well, the other thing is it's not the sort of rubbish Sneasby will tolerate on eye of the storm. Oh, God, no. No. Now, uh, when quizzed uh, by the Murdoch people, uh, Dufty, about the segment this week, there was a long pause. Oh, yeah. Well, he would say it is what it is. Is that what he said? It is what it is. No comment. Yeah. Well, he's risen above it, hasn't he? Yes, he's done very well. Yeah. You see, Dufty's the sort of bloke. He's got, I know he's got a lot of personalities, but many of those personalities are quite happy to let him do his talking on the field. He's that sort of guy, that sort of personality, you know? Just lets his football do the talking. And that's all we want from Dufty, isn't it? Can I ask if he, which personality would be in the house that was on fire? I mean, that, that, that's why they didn't probe it at all. Yeah, right. Because was it the one who had self-preservation uppermost in his mind? Right. Because you think, oh, that'd be okay if he'd run out. Yeah. But if it was the one who wanted another cup of tea or another beer yes. or another slab. Or was a bit selfish with the ball. <laughs> Something like that. Is that what they're getting at with Dufty? I don't know. No, no I, I don't know. know. And, I've no idea. And you've played with a lot of people. Have any suggest? Have any? you come across any players who had many personalities or too many personalities? Um, <coughs> look. Stomp had it, you know. Stomp. There was two or three stomps. There was there was mm-hmm. Stomp the terrific bloke, Stomp the you know niggle merchant, and <laughs> Stomp the hard man. Now I I got on well with each of those, um, but a lot of people didn't. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, Stomp, stop being the hard man." But it's okay to be the hard man in a rugby league oh, context. Yeah, you've got to you have can't them. be a rugby league hard Every man. Every team needs out. a hard man. They do. When you get anywhere. You wouldn't get anywhere. Right, I mean, where, 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 would, where would East be without Jared? Yeah. Well, you need that sort of... Brutality. Yes. In the team. Yes. To engender a little bit of fear in the opposition. Yeah. I don't know what Can- I don't know if Canterbury have anyone like that at all. But if I, well, if I was Barrett, I'd be looking for someone with a little bit of, little bit of steel. Yes, that's right. A bit of mongrel. A bit of mongrel. Mm. But you've got to say, there's something going wrong with a team that has the Fox, Josh Addo Carr... We're up to the fifth or sixth round and he still hasn't scored a try. Uh, yeah. I mean, what is going on with the attack? Is that a personality problem, though? I don't know if it's a personality problem or not. I mean, have they decided that, they, that they're not going to pass him the ball anymore? But he seems to be getting the ball. He just doesn't appear to be as quick as he was. Well, the weirdest... Because Barrett slowed him down. And you get the reverse of that happening over at Parramatta where Wacker Blake doesn't normally play on the wing, but he's playing on the wing now because of injury. Yeah. He scores tries all the time. I know. It's weird, isn't it? Huh? I mean, rugby league, go for you. How can you bet on that? League lovers, this year, why not take a staycation visiting every rugby league ground in Australia? See the wonders of Suncorp, the miracle of Wattsford Oval and the open-air facilities at Red Devils Park. Book today with the specialists on the blind side. 
Uh, betting on the league, Roy, I, know, I, I just want to put this here on record. Mm. You know, your proposal, which is to, the 12 months and you get every all the money back. Only on you, horse racing. Oh, uh, on horse racing. Yeah, because yeah. it's You'd the horse racing side that tap courts struggling. Money. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask, hey, did you cost that out as what we think the mm. tax rate would have to go up by? As mm. in, it would only be about $5 a month, wouldn't it? For the whole of Australia, I mean, there's a lot of taxpayers. Mm. I, I, I mean, somebody will be able to work this out who's listening because they yeah, have a public yeah. calculator in front of them. Sure. Look, we probably would have to uh, bump the GST up to maybe eleven, uh, twelve, thirteen percent. Try eleven percent. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that'd be easily enough. Easily done. Yeah. Very manageable, and I think that's the sort of um, impost. Australia would accept that business would accept. Yes, yeah. I think so. And do you think if one of the if the one of the uh, big organisations contesting the election came out with that as a policy tomorrow, mm. that it would be all over? Mm. You know, people would accept that. Well, we. Well, I'm amazed that uh, that, they that, done that, it that uh, neither the government or the uh, Albanese opposition uh, had they haven't addressed gambling at all. No. Or rugby league, mm. or horse racing. Or the parlour state that Tabcorp is in. I know. I, I know. mean, it beggars mm. belief. Mm. You know, I'm sure the administration of Tabcorp is going all right, but uh, surely, you know, Bet365 and Ladbrokes and Neds and all of these. They're going gangbusters. I know, I know, but shouldn't we force them to have shop fronts that they've got to pay well, rent on? Up. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what an Can we do idea. that? So Can we insist that they have a shop you front? You can't have an online presence. Unless you've a... got a shop front. Yeah, fair enough. And maybe you have to go into the shop front to use the online presence. <laughs> well, that would be the... Well, see, now we're getting a policy. <clears throat> I know. Isn't it great? Are we? We're getting people having to walk from their house to the shop front. Yes, one which helps our fitness. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. Get you out of the house. Where are you going? I'm, I'm just wandering down to Ladbrokes to put a bet on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now... These these shop fronts. Imagine this. The next step is. Well, they've got to have some. They've got to be manned. Oh, of course they so do. So there's employment. Yeah, exactly. Quite a lot of employment. Yep. And they have uh, an ATM in them, so you mm. can get your money out. So you don't have to bother yep. with the banks. Yes. But one of these would be within a hundred meters of everybody in Australia. Was that the impost? That's the. That's, that's the impost yeah. to three six five Neds and. Ladbrokes? Ladbrokes, all of them. Mm, they but have to do it. They've all what, have to. It's everyone Australian's human right. To have a shop front belonging to either of those organisations within 100 metres of their house. Is that what you're suggesting? Oh, that's what I'm suggesting. Sure, you can divvy it up. You don't have to have them all side by side, right. 100 metres. But if you want to, you know, obviously that would be great. Yeah. But I, I don't want to be draconian here. I mean, I think <laughs> Ned's 100 metres, sure. Yeah. And then another side, you know, the next person might be able to have the labrokes or whatever it is. Oh, okay. And then, of course, you're going to get people, why don't I want to bet with labrokes? I only want to bet with Ned. Well, take it up with the <laughs> take it up. AAT yeah. or whatever it's called. Shift house, dude. <laughs> Bludging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Queensland Pig Shooting Association, the New South Wales Duck Shooters Confederation, and the Australian Shotgun Museum, Tamora, New South Wales. Now, <clears throat> still with uh, Rugby League, and Canterbury's head of football, Phil Gould. I wonder how the hierarchy works over at the dogs over at the kennel. I mean, how many positions are there between, say, somebody like mm. Flanagan mm. and I assume Gould's the head of the tree? Yeah, I suppose he is. He, he'd be the the, the 
manager of football, wouldn't he? I, mean, I suppose so. Yeah, the head of football. It's head of football. Written here. Yeah. And uh, Barrett would be... Somewhere halfway somewhere up. Halfway up, yeah. Mm. Now, he's moved to take the target off coach Trent Barrett and shifted onto his own back, suggesting he and he alone is responsible for the handling of NRL return of halfback Kyle Flanagan. Right. Now... Okay. So, I didn't uh, what, Bar- is... Barrett had no say in the matter. I, uh, the, uh, that, uh, Tassett, th- in that comment, yes. Yeah, that, that seems to be the case. Yeah. Now, does, does that mean Barrett can't pick the team anymore? It looks that way. Gould's picking the team. Gould's picking... Remember, oh. of course, Gould is a very powerful figure in rugby league. Oh, of course I mean, he is. I'm not sure who else you'd put up there. I mean, and don't yeah. tell me Volandis because Volandis obviously just handles a bit of money on the side. Sure. He has no real say in the running of the game except he wants well, to tinker with the rules. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. His go. Yeah, yeah. yeah now. Yeah. But, but no, Volandis wouldn't be micromanaging Flanagan's you know, the, the, the selection of uh, <laughs> the Bulldogs, I wouldn't have thought. That would be a job. That'd it? be very yeah. Well, that would be a job if uh, Gus has got to phone Volandis and say, "Listen, I think I'm, I'm thinking of putting Flanagan in." Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> now, Flanagan will wear the Bulldogs number seven jersey for the yeah. first time since August last year when he runs out against Penrith at Combank Stadium on Sunday night. That's how come I got confused with the oh yeah, the dogs are playing the St George. Anyway, yeah. his return has been accompanied by claims that the club has failed in its duty of care to the twenty-three-year-old. Right. Now, I'm not sure what this refers to, but the suggestion from Quarters has been that Flanagan has been set up to fail given his return will come against an undefeated defending Premiers. Yeah, that's true. So you want to yeah, ease him he's in. he's up against Cleary, isn't he, because he'll be playing halfback, won't he? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very hard to play against uh, Cleary he's in the form of his career. Sure. Gould lash those claims on his weekly podcast. That's a beautiful podcast. Yep. But if you get a chance to listen to it, I mean, you get real insight into rugby yeah. league. Yep. Yep. You know, you get an idea of who's actually picking the team. Wait, oh, really? Ah. You mean it's Sneesby over at nine? Exactly. <laughs> now, That's what Sneesby's had his head in. No wonder he can't look at anything else. No, and he's dead against that. The, anything that drags it away from picking teams and yeah, all right. that sort of stuff. Okay. Now, Gould lashed those claims, uh, obviously I mentioned that in the weekly podcast, saying mm. that he told Barrett not to consider Flanagan for first-grade selection and his return only came after the coach sought permission to turn Flanagan to turn to Flanagan to partner Matt Burton against the Panthers. Right. Now, have they lost a player there and are forced to um, Must have play, put Flanagan in? Right, okay. I'm the one who controlled the Kyle Flanagan off-season preparation and I'm the one who has made his decision about when, he's, uh, when and where he comes back into first grade. Gee, this, wow. this is weird, isn't it? This is uh, sort of Victor Urban sort of talk, isn't it? It's his strongman stuff. It is. Isn't it? It is. So poor old Barrett has to go cap in hand. You in, Gus? Yeah. Oh, listen, mate, oh, we, we, we're stuck for halfbacks this week. Do you mind if, do you mind if we put Flanagan in? Do you think that'll right? Hey. Yeah, all right. Thanks, thanks. Is that how it works? Well, it may work on emails. Oh. You know. Yeah, right. I don't think they face-to-face anymore. No. I think that's long gone. Right, okay. Now, uh, Gould said on six tackles, uh, Trent wanted him in the side, but he came in and asked me for permission to do it. So I, he I, came in and asked me. Exa- that suggests, did he say come in? Like in his office. He came and asked me. He doesn't say in his office. Oh, okay. Um, right. Okay. I, 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 he came and asked me. I'll have to ask Gus, did he come in? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the first question on the pilot. Yeah. Anyway, I could have easily said no. 
yeah. if I didn't think he was ready. But I said, yes, so it's my responsibility for how Kyle has been prepared for the season. And when he comes in, obviously we've, tr- we've covered this uh, detail. Yeah. Yeah. Not Barrett and not the Bulldogs, it's me. Right. If Critic wants to come at me with a duty of care and coaching and development players, I've developed a few players in my time, then I'm happy to debate them anywhere, anytime. There's your show. There's your show. Should Flanagan be playing? Yeah. Gould v... Yeah. Not d- sure d- who. D- was Barrett happy for Flanagan to play? I'm I mean, not sure that's not... Well, what does Barrett think about Flanagan? Well, he doesn't get a say. He doesn't get a say. He's the coach. Oh, man. I mean, those days are long gone. Man. Now, but this victory, I like it's like coaching with both hands tied behind your back, you know, and your legs tied together and stuck in a boot somewhere. Well, isn't it, yeah, with the, with concrete shoes yeah. on. Now, can I ask at Manly? Mm. You know, he built the clubhouse and everything like that, and then he put the chairs in and yeah. realised that, etc. Mm-hmm. That was all really a nonsense because they all knew Hasler was coming back. They didn't did. They? they did. Very hard to coach when you know you're going to be replaced, isn't it? <laughs> and it's very hard to coach. When you've got someone in the office picking the team. Picking the team. Now, but the, this vitriolic and vehement attack on our coach and the club. Where well, who's attacking exactly, Barrett? I know. That's what my next question. That was my who's next question. Who's been attacking Barrett? All we've said is that the Fox hasn't been able to score a try this year mm. since mm. he's been with Barrett. Mm. When he was with Bellamy, well, we, four or five tries a week. Honestly, we've said nothing about this we've situation. We've said nothing about this no. situation. We're trying it's, to give Trent Barrett a little bit of space. Climate change, global pandemic, World War Three. Thank God there is still rugby league and bludging on the blind side. Just finishing up with Garson, you know. Obviously, uh, you know, Flanagan and, uh, you know, Barrett and so on. Gus says, this vitriolic, vehement attack on our coach and our, on our club, it won't be tolerated. Mm. If you want to come at anyone, come at me. Right. They've got a big bushfire going here and they, I don't think Gus is doing anything but pouring petrol onto it. No. Gould may get his wish. Some of them will no doubt now question whether Barrett has his hands tied as the coach of the side. That's the uh, final button in that article. Right. Well, I'd say he has got his hands tied. And as we mentioned before, he's, uh, you know, trapped in the boot of a car and he doesn't know where it is and he's got concrete shoes and he's trying to coach. And I tell you what, somebody's driving it towards the to, to water The front. precipice. Yeah, the precipice. The precipice. Now, now uh, Jimmy from uh, Knockrow yes. has uh, gone on the text here saying, HG, it's all very well for Albo to swan about in his bunny's mask. But where's the tax deductions for dedicated sports punters? Dead right. Is that the thought of the uh, text message? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, how long have we been arguing that genuine gamblers, for genuine gambling, you should there should be some tax incentive? There certainly should. You mean if you could claim a percentage of the bet or yeah. the outlay yeah. as a tax deduction yeah. and you just save your ticket, oh, easy to prove. Easy to prove. Yeah. yeah, and just imagine the the numbers you'd have on track today, even though it's not great weather yeah. for those who are not in Sydney. It's yeah. not great weather, no. but, uh, you know, it's going to be a fantastic spectacle, the Sydney Cup. Oh, well, and ever. I, I mean, I think... But, uh, but just imagine how many more people would be gambling through Tabcor if you knew you weren't going to lose. And... See, it's as simple as that. And it was tax deductible. And tax deductible. And what an advantage over Neds and Lab yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. They wouldn't be able to do they, that. They couldn't compete. No, they wouldn't compete. Now, text number 0467920222, 0467920222, if you want to get involved. Um, now, 
Look, this changing of the rules. Yes. Um, I mean, we've had a suggestion this week that the rules are going to be changed again. Rules of Rugby League? The rules of Who's Rugby League. Who's tinkering with them now? Valentis. Oh, dear. The problem's been is that uh, the wrestle. Oh, yes. Well, this is Joey's now, position, isn't Joey. it? Joey, Joey, yeah. So let's start with Joey. The wrestle is back. Mm. I hate it. Footy's been good so far this year, but the stats suggesting wrestling is creeping back in. I watch the game for skill, the ball moving and offloads. I don't watch, want to watch WrestleMania 3. Okay. Well, hang on a minute. If it was on a par with WrestleMania 3... Everyone would be watching it. Thanks. <laughs> now, now, and, of course, the characters, mm. the characters that would emerge... Mm. Now, it's become such a huge part of rugby league, the wrestle, if you win that ruck, either slowing the play, the ball down defensively, or getting a quick play, the ball in attack, you win the game. Yeah. Is that fair, Roy? Well, look, I think it is, but, but, but I think, you know, skill meets skill. You've got someone who wants to play the ball very, very quickly and get the, get the you know, that, that, that sort of advantage, mm-hmm. and you've got a defensive team that wants to slow the ball down as much as possible. Now, that's your tension, but that's always been the tension exactly. of rugby league. Exactly, I was going league. to say how different exactly. That, that, that is rugby league. That yeah. is the essence of rugby league. Now, the very skilled player can avoid the wrestle somehow by through speed, through speed. Uh, now, that's what people love seeing. Now, Joey. But on the other hand, there's nothing better than see, seeing a bloke held up. Yeah. Another bloke comes in, holds yeah. him up as well. Third bloke comes in and, and flattens him. Flattened him. <laughs> Everyone loves that. Especially if it's a really little bloke, like if you get the halfback, like say Flanagan, who's coming out, coming out of yeah, retirement, yeah, retirement yeah. play on uh, tomorrow. Sure, there is an easy solution to uh, Joey, but uh, we can start by going back to wait for it. Go back this to is, tours. Yeah, well, are we going back to tours? Not that we? far. <laughs> We're going back to wait for it. Two referees. Oh, okay. One referee. To what, uh, referee the defensive side and one referee to referee the, Not the, the attacking side? Okay, two referees, although just one should have <coughs> should have a whistle. This is Joey's position. Oh, okay. Well, how does the bloke without the whistle? <coughs> one referee can stand at the ruck adjudicating on the tackle, calling players to get off the ball carrier. Yeah. The other referee, the dominant referee, can make the decisions on offside, foul play and so on. They never swap over. It's a bit weird, this. It is weird, This is a bit weird. So how does So you're going to have someone out there who hasn't got a whistle who's just yapping. Get off him, Jared. Come on, Jared, get off him. Get off him. But how close is he to him? He's got to be right alongside him. Well, he's got to be close enough for Jared to hear it and if there's a crowd. Yeah. And he's just going to get in the way, isn't he? Whistle cut through, yeah, I know. And people will confuse him with a player and tackle him. Yeah. He's got to get the ball, look out. (laughs) Now, the ruck referee needs to stop the third man coming in. Sorry, who's... Proposing this idea. This is Andrew Joey Johns, the immortal, (coughs) in waiting. Okay. Now, uh, big forward rolls forward. The defensive side need two, usually three players in contact to stop him. Uh, And if there's two defenders in the tackle, then there's uh, no momentum in it and there's no need for a third man to come in and get the knees. That's his big Oh, well, I agree with that. Well, didn't we eliminate the cannonball? Wasn't that called the cannonball? It was, and I think you're right. That did um, get out at one point. Now, the difficulty is is I'm not sure what they decided to do about this. Yeah. This bumps into the idea that somehow too many people are being sent to the sim bin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what's happening is matches. This is Joey again, the immortal in waiting. Sure. <clears throat> sure. Matches are being turned on the head because of overuse of the sin bin. Right. There's been 22 sin bins this year, but there's been one player suspended out of that. Okay. 
So is that is that a meaningful statistic <clears throat> though? People are put in the bin for different reasons. Yeah, usually for professional fouls, isn't it? I think the bin should be almost. Well, I think professional. the I think the bin should be there. Yeah, like, like, um, and you know the, some of the better teams, as we've discovered with uh, rugby union. When you have fewer players, they in your go team, way better. You go way better. I tell you who everyone the, lifts the Reds <clears throat> under Brad Thorne are masters. Yeah, they're of much that. better with eleven players. Yeah. Than 30, yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. Now, if a, if it's a professional foul, a deliberate act, that's ten minutes in the bin. Mm. Any the, any of those minor high shots where the arm bounces off the ball, for instance, <clears> should be five minutes. Oh no! Oh, it's getting very hard, isn't it? If it's it's too much punishment to be ten minutes and too much impact the outcome of the and impacts the outcome of the game. Right. But he so what's Joey suggesting? He reckons they should be two measures, five and ten. But I have seen people suggest down to two, five and ten. Right. But how would you? Or another suggestion is yeah. they're in the bin till they score a next try. Oh man, it's getting way it is weird getting now. Way too difficult, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't want to see rugby league destroyed. Um, because, you know, I, I think of some, some of the great images when I think of rugby league, and uh, I've discussed this with people over the years, you know, your, your rugby league dreams and those things you hang on to. Mm. I remember when uh, I think it was the Kummels were playing Great Britain in the World Cup and uh, Kummels kicked off, Great Britain got the ball and uh, the whole team tackled the bloke with the ball. I mean, literally. The whole team. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Threw him out of the ground. To see 13 blokes lift one bloke up and just, you know, cart him out out of the the stadium. (laughs) It was fantastic. That's the beauty of rugby league. Can't believe it alone. Well, this week there was a big meeting and they all chucked it around and uh, I'm not sure what the outcome was except they were going to meet again and change the rules again. (sighs) But the sin bin... Do you think it's being overused? And I know you've only got a couple of words yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think yeah. it's being overused? Well, I, I love I, the look, I, players, players are professional and players will play to the rules. Now, the players have got to understand that you can be sin-binned, therefore stop doing what it is that's causing you to be sin-binned. Ah. I mean, the players have got to develop what I call a rugby league IQ. That's beautifully put. And if you haven't got a rugby league IQ, you don't belong in first grade. No. You know, no. play flag. SG ball, to your heart's content. But if you come through the door in first grade, you've got to have the IQ. After snaring a tight four points in a top-of-the-table clash, do you like to relax with a large one? Why not meet friends and family at the Feathered Trouser Bar? It's a top hole for bludgers on the blind side. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to get involved, text number 0467 920 or the old-style way, And the following people have, Roy. Uh, yes, uh, Tony uh, from uh, Boondle Wetlands has been in touch, HG. He says, uh, this week's federal budget um, was a chance to fill the hole of hope your bludgers listeners, and what a disappointment it was, mm-hmm. he says. Have you got a couple of pointers? No mention of extra funding for more car parks at all major racing venues across this great nation. He's right. Yeah, there's there no mention of car Nothing, nothing, for, nothing. for people who want to park. <laughs> was there? It wasn't. 
punt keeper remains desperately underfunded. Oh, yeah, but yes, punt keeper, That's, yeah. That made, was one of ours. Made that point. Mm-hmm. And no free hospital cover for our kiddies who choose to play rugby league either at school or club level. No, it's terrible. There's a great opportunity I'm there not. to fill that hole. Mm-hmm. But uh, Frydenberg, he... He, he pouted. He pouted completely. Pouted. Mm. Well, he's, he's let down. He's, he he's only, let down the whole rugby league community. I don't think he knows there is one. And no. yet his boss is a supposedly... The, the Sharks supporter. Yeah, Shark Man. Yeah. I bet the Sharks have got a car park. Oh, I bet they have too. I bet they have. Yeah. They've got three level car park. Have they really? <laughs> yeah, a thousand on every level. Oh, man. Now, I bet you can sit in your car and watch the game. You can. Privy- oh, of course no, you can. Of course you can. Now, uh, this comes from Marion. Uh, after your probe last week, this must be a few uh, weeks a ago. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, encompassing 14-year-old rugby league players and gambling proceeds, I was relieved to find in my local Coles an expansion of NRL fundraising merchandise to include a wholesome range of personal grooming products. I've attached some photos of the NRL soap, lip balm, bandages and toothbrushes now available. These are all rugby league merchandise. Now, however, while checking the soap's fine print for the list of quality ingredients, I was puzzled to find the AFL, not the NRL, Owned the soap's copyright. Oh, Lord. Where did I was wondering if you could shed any light on this. Is, is this a lovely hands-across-the-water sharing of resources and ideas or is there something darker afoot? Is the murderer planning a hostile takeover and the marketing department, not for the first time, has gotten ahead of itself? Well, <clears throat> I think we need the federal government to step in here and demand mm-hmm. that soaps which are branded as rugby league soaps Mm-hmm. are made with rugby league copyrights and imprimaturs. Yes. Now, I don't care whether the soaps are particularly made in Australia. I'd like them to be made in I'd Australia. I'd prefer it to be made in Australia. For, built for Australian conditions. Yeah. <laughs> and showers. You know, now, Aussies, Aussies take their soap very seriously. They do. And when we come to toothbrushes, the same. The same. And I'd like to see a percentage, yes. if they are made overseas, of the ingredients or whatever made up a toothbrush being sourced in Australia. So yeah, it yeah. might be made in Malaysia, but yep. 100% Australian product. Yes, yeah, sure. Now, yep. Yep. I yep. mean, see, this is where I get so cross with people talking about to go to Gus mm. and talk about why isn't Flanagan playing. Yeah. This is the issue they should be tackling. Yes, yes. Why isn't the government stepping in and doing something yeah. about this? Yeah, this yeah, is a yeah, real yeah, rugby yeah. league well, issue. Well, see, the implication here is, HG, people go into your supermarket you know, looking for a little bit of soap, and there it is, you know, your Canterbury Bankstown Bulldog soap. <laughs> they buy it thinking I'm supporting the doggies and supporting yeah, rugby nah. league, and that money is being funneled to the AFL. I know. It's impossible, isn't it? It's impossible. I mean, how can people trust anything? Hey, but that sort of stuff's going on. I know. It, it's a scam. I mean, just imagine if you were, 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 were a Collingwood supporter, you went to buy a Collingwood soap and the money's going to the rugby league. Well, you'd be outraged. You'd be outraged, now, and quite rightly. Can I put it to people listening to this who may have a tight local contest between Labor and Liberal and the Teals and the Greens and so on? Yes. To go along to the meetings that will be held during the election and put that question to their people who are standing to represent your suburb, your area in federal parliament. Where do you stand, sir, on the issue of <laughs> rugby league soap money going to the AFL? Yes. It's a valid question. It I'm sending you that now question. and could swing a few votes. Yes, it certainly would. 
certainly would. I mean, if people in the rugby league community knew what's going on in rugby league, well, I mean, they're just... You, 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 you'd have a revolution on your hands. People think they're not interested, but they are. They are. They never get a chance. They're the quietest people on quiet the planet. Australians. Quiet Australians. Quiet Australians. The quiet Australian who buys your rugby league soap. Quiet Australians. They don't make a big noise about it. They're not brandishing it about in the car park saying, look what I've just bloody well bought. Can't be mixed down all lungs. Soap. They don't. They just quietly leave it in the bag and get it out when they get home and wash their hands. And then get disappointed when they get when disappointed they when they read the fine all print. All proceeds go to the AFL. Madness. <laughs> now, what else you now, got Now, Scott's been in touch. Not sure if you're aware of this, but on a recent oh, no, episode... Oh, this isn't another. Huh? Not another scandal. I can't take that. I don't anymore. think it's a scandal, no. Not sure if you're aware of this, but on a recent episode of his podcast, Six Tackles with Gus... I am. Well, we've talked about that already today. We have. Phil Gould expressed an interest in being an expert on Married at First Sight. <laughs> I saw that. I saw Imagine that. the excitement this would bring, as long as he brought Rabs and Freddie along for cross-examinations as well, because Joey Johns would have to be there too. Uh, so many people who have been exposed to the Brutus Rugby League would discover what they've missed out on. Channel 9 could make this... Oh, sneeze me, I hope you're listening. Can I point out that yeah. you and I for several years have suggested Married at First Sight to a Rugby League player? Yes. A great format. Great format. You'd have someone from each club... Represented. Represented. Now... Yeah. Would Gus come along and point out that that so-and-so would make a great half or so-and-so, if they came and spoke to me correctly, sure. I could probably you know, retrain the forward to be in the backs or something sure. like that, you know, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. may improve his, you know, performance elsewhere yeah. in the show. Is that what we're talking well, about? Well, I suppose we are. But, but I mean, the track record of Married at First Sight is not that great. Um, it's an experiment, you know, and these yeah. are so-called experts that put people together on the understanding, in their judgment, that these people are going to get on. Well... 99 times out of 100, they, they end don't. up hating each other's guts. <laughs> and and that's, that's, that's the, the essence of the show. People love watching people who hate each other having to live with each other. Isn't that, isn't that the secret? It, it is. It yeah. is. It yeah, is. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't have put it better myself. Uh. But rugby so league. So just put a bit of rugby league in there. <laughs> yeah, frisson. For a, for a little bit of a wriggle. Yeah. It's a left-hand turn. <laughs> it is, it is. A real left-hand turn. Especially, and, you know, when they discover, oh, you play rugby league, do you? And the players. That's right, I play rugby league. Yeah. And I never thought I'd be marrying a rugby league player. Well, you have. And remember, of course, the player has <laughs> yeah. to play rugby league throughout the whole oh, season. Oh, throughout the series, yeah. Oh, you and lost she's again. And she's got to go and support. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you lost again, did Oh, you? you're hopeless today. <laughs> you are hopeless today, Choco. You're taking me out for dinner? Where are we going? No, I hate that. I don't want to go to the club. No. Come to the club. I don't want to go to the club. Then you get cut to Gould. Yeah. Who's on the bench there. Gould's on the bench says, hey, listen, darling, you better go to the club. <laughs> it's important. You know what I mean? I'd be too I know. I know. It's Sneeze me. Are you listening? <laughs> Next. Now, uh, Matthew Faulkner's been in touch. He said it's the day before the fight between Barry Hall and Sonny Bill Williams. Yes. Now, the reason being earlier today, the weigh-in, when it looked like they were butting heads, Barry later admitted he was just letting him know it was a fight. Barry uh, has given away any advantage he may have had. Prior to then, I had foreseen Sonny Bill. 
hear the bell and come out break dancing with Barry flying across the ring with a Superman punch, Superman punch to the head. However, that scenario, which was Barry's only real chance, now seems impossible. Barry went on to say, I'm probably going to get punched in the face, but that's boxing. If you go swimming, you've got to get wet. That's Barry, isn't it? Pure Barry. He, did he actually say that? If you go swimming, you've got to get wet? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's boxing IQ right there. Yeah, right there. You can see why he's a champion, can't you? Uh, from that, I can only conclude Barry himself has only recently been told it was a fight and he passed that intel on to Sonny. I can't recall Fennec, Green, Kostya, Harding, Ellis, Michaels or Casidas say I'm probably going to get punched in the face. I've re- uh, so, so what he's suggesting is that Barry had lost the bout before he started. Well, there's a lot of suggestion about that because they thought that the head button the way in was a dead giveaway that Barry thought he was under enormous pressure. Yeah. It was the best. It was the best moment in the bout for Barry. It was. Was it the was, way. It, well, it was the only time he. Well, I was going to say laid a glove on him, but he. He, laid he didn't. A, he laid something on him. Nah. Now yeah. in the AFLW, we've got a score update here. Oh, good. At, yeah, Adelaide. Mm. Uh, it's half time now, and Adelaide is seventeen points, and mm. Melbourne is seven. So right. I think it's been played in the Adelaide Oval, uh, where there might be a slight home ground advantage to the Adelaide side. So the Adelaide Crows are up by ten points at half time. I haven't got a goals and points there. No, now, no. can I? Yep, that, that's, just, uh, that's it, HG, for our uh, emails this week. Okay, just before we go yeah. on, can I come back to that whole bout? Oh, yeah, the donkey. Well, the donkey circuit's in trouble, isn't it? Because I can't imagine Barry coming back. No, and it does appear that SBW swerved past Gal because Gal's fighting somebody... In Newcastle next month. Some, that's right. Some Russian-sounding bloke. Yeah, exactly, Tevisky. Tevisky, anything yeah, with somebody... ski on the end, I'm a bit suspicious of at the moment. <laughs> Aren't you? I am. Yeah. Now, we come back to... Is the... he Russian, the bloke he's fighting, or not? I don't think so. I don't think no. so, okay. Now, coming back to the bout, mm-hmm. Stan, mm-hmm. Uh, newly appointed chief executive taking over from Sneezebee. Oh, yeah. Uh, Martin Kreigler, or Kugler, uh, shrugged off criticism of the short-lived fight between, obviously, SBW and uh, Barry mm-hmm. uh, and declared uh, the ambitions of the st- station, that the Stan Network, to become the dominant coverer of boxing in Australia. Oh, okay. But people have complained that it was too short, the bout. Yeah. Well, it was too short. Well, they just settled down and, uh, you know, obviously got the beers in and then all of a sudden it was all over. Well, it was up to Sonny Bill to hold him up for a while. Exactly. They did, uh, he does reference here some uh, fights that were successful, but Mm -hmm. Hall apologised for his performance and was knocked down three times inside the first two minutes, causing referees to stop the fight. It was a complete mismatch. Mm -hmm. The quick end of the fight aggravated some viewers, including NRL commentator... Oh, Phil Gould. Phil Gould. Who said he'd spent the same amount of money, $50, on a greyhound race that lasted longer and also the Daily Telegraph columnist, the Murdoch Press columnist, Phil Rothfield, who described it as a farce. Yeah. Now, hang on a minute. Yeah. You pays your money and you takes your chances in the fight well, game. It's the donkey circuit. What do you expect? <laughs> exactly. Do they now, expect a real fight? Hey, they're mad. They're mad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one's called, <laughs> you know, the stool yeah. for a very good reason. Mm. Now, yeah. can I put to you that you and I have been to the tennis mm-hmm. and often if there's a short match between a couple of heavy hitters, mm-hmm. the management already teed up a couple of entertainers. I use that word advisedly, usually senior players, to come out and entertain the crowd. Oh, Henri with, Leconte. Henri Leconte, the yeah. better, better writer, Henri yeah. Leconte. I've spent yeah. many a night with That's him. That's right. Funny ass. Funny ass. Yeah, funny ass. Yep. Do you think 
the boxing promoters mm. to satisfy the demand. Should have had a backup plan. Backup plan, that's right. What, a couple of other donkeys, as she is suggesting, or, or what? <laughs> Obviously a couple <laughs> of donkeys. People in clown suits. Clown suits. And people who Hop could, in, have a bop at each other, and then they... Well, for a couple of hours. ...reveal their real selves at the end. <laughs> ah, the masked fighter. The masked fighter, yeah. It's, Guess it's, who it is, and you've got to have a bet. <laughs> that's right. I mean, look, I, I just think that they were mad thinking the length of bout would... Be, help either boxer in the main bout, that's Sonny Bill and, mm. you know, Barry Hall. They yeah. should have been one-minute rounds. Yes. And maybe only three of them. And then they'd have an idea because as some, I think it's Mike Tyson points out, as soon as you get punched in the face, yeah. plan A goes and there's no plan B. Yeah, often there's no, well, Barry had no plan B, did he? He didn't. It was obvious. Slam it shut. The internationally accredited garage door specialists can have your old rust bucket roller off the pegs and on its way to the tip in seconds. Give Brandon the cheese smith a ring and have him come around and let you know just how worthless your clunker is. Special blindside discounts throughout November. Now, this is uh, difficult for us because... um, we obviously have a very close working relationship with Peter Valendis, the man who wears two hats and the trouser full of feathers. And I did see a very sad piece in the uh, paper during the week. It might have been in the Snoozeby paper, the Nine Network paper. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody's writing, if you criticise him, you're accused of having an agenda, being a hater or making it personal when all you're doing is offering an opinion, which is the role of a columnist. Yeah. So as if somebody writes, you know, things critical of what he's doing, you know, obviously too many rule changes or, you know, you know, what are you doing about referees or, you know, you got, et cetera, yeah. you appear to have an why agenda. Aren't, why aren't kids betting anymore? Yeah. Now, sort of stuff. <laughs> I'm often asked that. Now, if you praise him, you're dismissed as being in his pocket <clears throat> or wanting free tickets to the races. Now, we don't do those things. We don't. We mm. report But it's facts. nice getting free tickets to the races. Well, obviously. I mean, you know. Yeah, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah, but we're not We're not yeah. there with our hands out saying, come on, Philandus, yeah. how about it? Yeah. Because we don't. We don't. We don't. We've got we don't. No, no agenda. No. We've got no need to. No. We can pay our own way to go to the rugby we league, can. mercifully. We can. We can play our own way to go to the races. But this does make it difficult for Philandus to ever do the right thing, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> Well, he's in a difficult position, isn't he, Valanis? Whatever he does, there's going to be criticism from somewhere. Yeah. But, look, honestly, you put your head up, that's going to happen. He's going to get kicked. He's going to get kicked. Yeah. 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 So... I mean, that's life, isn't it? It's brickbats and bouquets. <laughs> it is. Now... And you just hope there's a few more bouquets at the end of the day than there were brickbats. Now, when it comes to um, Valanders, Yes. He's confirmed to the uh, Snoozeby Network... Uh, that there is a concern over the trend in the opening four rounds of the season. Mm. This is to do with the speed of the game. We're noticing that rest, sorry, the wrestling coming back yes. and the speed of the game. We're noticing that the wrestle is working its way back into the game. Yes. The commission has previously given an edict to eradicate the wrestle and make sure players aren't slowing down the ruck. Oh, yeah. Now. Well, we need we a blitz t- again. Remember when we had that blitz? About head highs? Yeah, magic round. Magic round? Last year, I think it was. Yeah. Well, why can't we have a blitz with this magic round? That uh, No three-man tackles, no cannonballs, no slowing down to play the ball. Then we get into the problems of are the rules currently being policed? I come back to that ah. incident the other day with a Storm v Parramatta, I yes. think it was, where obviously there was a, a bad late head high tackle, which yes. was completely... 
oh, well, what a dismissed by the uh, on-field officiating crew. Well, you know, there is a suggestion, HG, and it's being made not by me, but generally in the media, there are some suggesting that rugby league referees are sometimes biased and sometimes allow the better teams and the better players to get away with a lot more than players that or teams that aren't as good. Now, this is not uh, this a is not an, this, 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 is a, this has been around for a hell of a long time. Right. So the two teams that are mainly <clears throat> difficult here are the uh, North Queensland team, yeah. Todd Payton, claiming close decisions tend to favour the teams who have recently been at the top. Yes. The Cowboys... Well, they're ha- usually the better teams, though. That makes sense. They I'm, make fewer mistakes. The Cowboys had three players sent to the sin bin in their 28-4 loss to the Roosters uh, last weekend. Yes. Then the other one was uh, the Gold Coast, Justin Holbrook, lamented his side was on the wrong end of close calls for not being a big club. Now, he uh, said that after the team played Parramatta. Now... Right. Now, right. are these? Are there any evidence yeah. that somebody's taking advantage yeah. here? Yeah. Or is this just the fact of rugby league? Well, a coach has got to say something when your team goes down, don't mm. you? And the, 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 the most natural thing to do is to lash out. And where are you going to lash out? You, you, you don't want to bag your players. You don't want to say, oh, well, yeah, we were really stupid this week. We played, we played dumb because I coached them stupid and I'm going to really try and improve and not be so stupid and get my rugby league IQ back on track because at the moment it didn't look as if I had much of a one at all there today and I'm embarrassed and I'm sorry for the way that... No, you're not going to do that. No. You're going to say we were ripped off. Yeah, exactly. And the Sticky... The is in a crosshairs. Yeah, Sticky is the master Sticky's of the that. master of that. Yeah, now, yeah, 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 yeah. When we come to the referees, I'm going to say this probably for the 40,000th time this week. The referees introduce an improvisational element into the game. They do. So two teams, they come out, they face each other and somebody kicks off and away we go. Yep. But then we understand that. We understand that. We understand the first, the person who uh, snares the ball on the kickoff runs it back, often passing it to a forward who then runs it up. We've got a rough idea of what's happening. Yep. So nothing's going to change until, tweet, the improvisational nature of the referee. Mm-hmm. It's not an adjudicating role. It's a sort of curveball idea that you throw something into the mix to see how people respond. Usually they don't, by the end of the game, they're not responding very well. <laughs> I suppose. Do you know I what I mean? You yeah. can't help that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that does to anything mm. because people are wanting perfection, but it's a game. It's a game and you can't have perfection. All I used to say to uh, to referees, HG, you know, sometimes when I was running out, I'd see, you know, oh, Coxie, you might have been blowing the whistle that day. I'd say to him, listen, just... Uh, Create an entertaining game. Just, you know, entertainment's got to be the upper thing in your mind. Exactly. You know, if, if you know, you, if you see something, you can let it go because it's entertaining, then do so. And if you want to pull something up because it'd be an entertaining thing to do, do that as well. Just uh, blow for fun. Steam. You asked for it and now the tap is turned on. The Matthew Lodge Fitness Centre now features the Volandi Steam Room right next door to the Noodle Stool Boxing Studio at the Wattsford Oval Complex. Membership free to all bludgers on the blind side. Yeah, blow for fun. I've never heard it put better, Roy. Look, I I think if you blow for fun, you're not going to get many things wrong. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I did see a recent, uh, might have been a Swans match, where the lopsided <clears throat> penalty 
Oh, sorry, free kick count was just staggering, yeah. 31 to 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, what a fun day that would have been. I haven't seen the match, haven't gone back yeah. to look at the tape, right. but that would be just fantastic. Well, see, it wasn't <clears throat> uncommon in days gone by, AC, where, you know, a referee would poke his head into the dressing room before the game and, uh, you know, say, oh, hello, everyone, I, I'm blowing today and I'll tell you this for nothing, you blokes aren't winning. <laughs> see you out there. <laughs> you know? And can I- <laughs> it was just... Yeah. That was reality. Reality, that's right. That was reality. And, and you can blame, I mean, the referees have enormous resilience. They do. I mean, you'd have to have resilience. You'd IQ. have to have rocks in your head to take on the job, wouldn't you? <laughs> so already, as soon as you put on the shorts and pick yeah. up the whistle, yeah, people ready. know you're mad. <laughs> that's right. So they give it to you. <laughs> yeah, they do. And, of course, <laughs> I think that uh, the game itself demeans itself when it keeps on criticising people out there because of their choice of occupation. Yes. I mean, it, yeah. it's bad enough when Gould has to worry about selecting the team and, yes. you know, obviously getting it right and what's Barrett going to do and is Barrett the coach for the club and all that sort of stuff. Look, all, I, I think that's all fine to talk about. Yeah, that's right. Fine that's to right. talk about. But but I think that we, we should have a pact, all media outlets and everyone involved with uh, Rugby League, that referees... You never refer to them and you never talk about it. Wow, what an innovation. An embargo. You know, a voluntary embargo. Just for a few years to see see what happens. To see if things improve or get worse. Well, one thing would be there would be nothing to write about. Because they know they'd have no pressure going out, it wouldn't matter what they did. (laughs) You know? Blow someone offside when, when obviously they're not. Now, in the, AFL, like. in the AFL, they've tried to uh, clamp down on back-talking to referees. So the referee blows something and everybody's yeah. going to have a go, exactly as you described, everybody's going to have a go at what the decision is and why yeah. it's wrong and all that sure. sort of stuff. Sure, They've clamped down on that. But I think the game is somehow, and I know all this stems from, you know, Grub Green yeah. having to go to, uh, you know. Oh, he slapped a ref on the tummy, didn't he? He did. Well, he isn't back yet. I don't know when his uh, penalty. What's, what's the grub up to? <clears throat> well, he's still Still out. serving his time. Serving his time. <laughs> okay. So the poor old Giants are struggling a bit. Struggling without the grub. Yeah, without the grub, they're spiritual leader. <laughs> Yeah. He, you know, somebody's got to stand up to these clowns, yes. and at least he does. Yeah. Having said that, though, mm. Uh, I'm not sure that the game is substantially improved if last night's Geelong uh, Brisbane game is anything to go by. Mm. That was, um, you know, people just seem to respond umpiring question mark. Uh, right. uh, admittedly, it was BT's 60th, so that may, may have been some sort of right. mitigating circumstance. Sure. Sure. But, uh, no, there was a lot of decisions which were baffling. Yeah. What do you say to people who are baffled by their decision? Yeah. By the umpire's decision. Yeah. See, that's the yeah, same in that, rugby league. It's the same in rugby league, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, so so, how do you feel the embargo would work, say, for I AFL? Think, I think it would be an excellent idea. Mm. That I, I think if there was a pact that no one could talk about the referees yes. for at least five years. <laughs> yes. And, yes. you know, don't care. Well, we could really experiment with this, H.G., and, and say, well, all right, there's to be no discussion on rugby league refereeing and no discussion on any rugby league players for five years. And let's just see what happens. Right. Now, <laughs> you've taken it a step further because, let's face it, most of the talk is always about what players are up to, like Albert <laughs> Kelly and Payne Haas, oh, yes. should they go on the donkey circuit. I mean, that's a great topic. 
<laughs> you yes. Get six weeks out of that. <laughs> yes, true. Uh, true. But is that permitted? Because you're not talking about them in relationship to rugby league. Mm. You're talking sporting citizens yes. who have a skill and an interest yes. in bashing each other up. All right. Well, maybe we could just modify it, HG, and say, okay, we want rugby league to be discussed in a positive light. Well, hang on a minute. A positive light, which is what we're doing. You know, paying us, you know, so someone got their foot trodden on, he went on with it. Let's go to the donkey circuit. Everyone's happy. We <laughs> come back to the Dufty story that we began the show with. Ah, yes. Uh, many personalities. Mm. If his house was on fire, would we drag him out? We'd drag him out or... Now, is that fair? You're not talking about rugby league there. Yeah. You're going to have all these people writing these plots and yes. ideas and things that are away from rugby league, mm. but involving rugby league players, but not talking about them in their primary context, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. I, see, I, I would rule that out because I think it demeans rugby league. Mm-hmm. It demeans it. It's unedifying. I think we might have <clears throat> used the word unedifying at the time, and I think it is. And, it's, and Fletch and Hindy should lift their game in that they regard. They should, yeah, yeah. You know, they should be talking up Dufty. Oh, He's got too many personalities. Well, how can he have too many personalities? Isn't it great having a lot of personalities? Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Well, why don't you think about it? Yeah. And why did you uh, why did you set his house on fire? Yeah. 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 Well, see, the whole house on fire, it, it, that, that's got me really confused. I don't know where you go with something like that. I don't know. You know, it, it, it's like, you know. It's like it, cheap it, laughs. Well, it is. At somebody's it's, expense. That's right. It's like saying, all right, you two, you've got Dufty and, yeah, and you're all on a, on a boat uh, in the middle of the ocean and you've run out of food. Who are you going to eat? Could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year, Toby Green, be on the lurk near you? Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. Back to Rugby League. Oh, Narell HG on the text wants to know how much NRL soap would you recommend for footy players when showering? What an interesting question. Well, a fresh cake every week, I reckon. I think so. Yeah, because you've got to take into training. Yep. You can often at this time of well, not so much this time of year, but this, in this particular. Oh, it's very muddy circumstances. Weird, yes, that's right. That's right. There'd be a lot of slip and slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yep. yeah, well, one cake a week. One cake a week. Yeah. Yep. And of course, remember, <clears throat> be mindful of the brand you get may end up, you know, supporting, supporting an AFL. AFL. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of the big dance, uh, the NRLW. It's on tomorrow. That's right. And it's the Roosters v. the Dragons. Yep. Uh, I must say, just uh, the big dance has now been a term that Volandis has taken into racing. And I don't like this. I think cross-pollination's great. Yeah, which is the big dance in racing, the Sydney Cup. No, the the, the Sydney Cup's on today, so Mm -hmm. it is a big dance, but they've got a special race Mm -hmm. that'll be on the same day as the Melbourne Cup. So first Tuesday in November, Mm -hmm. and the big dance is, I think, a race for rural and regional horses okay. through a series of heats, Good. which then produce a field for the big dance, predictably enough, right. at Ramwick on the big day. So it's the opportunity for rural and regional horses, horses to, strut, horses their to strut their stuff. Isn't yes. that wonderful? Yes. That's great. And uh, We sim- don't do enough, do we, for rural and regional horses? No, we don't. And, uh, you know, I was noticing that the... Uh, 
the rural and regional racing scene is going quite well, though, in terms of they do have... Oh, it's the lifeblood for many communities. Lifeblood, yes, you know, lifeblood like, for like, many like communities. harness racing I, I, in I, Young. Yeah. That's the heart of Young. Yeah, yes, and, and today they've got a big <clears throat> meeting at Orange. Do they really? with the Sydney Cup and yes. lots of other places. Uh, this weekend, a very <clears throat> big weekend. Yes. Hopefully it's a better weather than uh, yeah. it's been leading up to it. Yep. Now, coming back to Why the... Why isn't there more media coverage of rural and regional racing? I've, I've often wondered this. There must be great stories and great characters. Great characters, Characters, yes. you know. There would be. There would be. You know, Why isn't Sneezeby over at nine cooking up a show about rural and regional racing? Road to glory. Road to glory. And something to do with, say, the big dance? Yes. The road to glory. 40 horses start a journey to the big dance. Yes. Will any make it? Well, there, well, you've got 40 stories, haven't you? I know. You've got 40 a bloody series. Be fantastic. You know, sometimes the salt lakes get stuck and, yes. you know, with the floods. That's right. Or a bale of hay drops off the back of a truck. Yeah, or the horse is a bit scoury. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, young apprentices leaving school with big dreams of winning the... I mean, it's all there. It's right? all there. How much arsenic do you use? The milkshake. Does it work? Yeah. Now... Tomorrow, yeah. one of the teams in the uh, in the uh, you know obviously the uh, women's NRL. Oh yes, this it, is uh, St George and, and Easts, isn't it? Correct. Now the Broncos missed out. Yeah, they lost. The Broncos have won the last three years. I know, and they were dudded because they were sixteen points up. And yeah, then, they went know, to sleep. They went to sleep. Yes, they took their footy heads off. Mm. No rugby league IQ. No. Now Jamie Soward. He's coaching St George. Isn't he, he is. Yes. The team, the the team, the highlight, the, the personality team. Yeah. He, how about this? Is the opening story mm-hmm. concerns? Well, Jamie Soward coaching the women's team. Yes. The St George women's team. He said he hated the person rugby league turned him into. Jamie said this. Yeah, hard to imagine. Really? He said. This is um, how I was as a kid, free-flowing, more approachable. I still get grisly, don't get me wrong, but that's my personality, meaning what he is today, coaching the women's side. Right, so he's a bit grisly. He, he can get grisly. Uh, footy mm-hmm. made me selfish, he said. I turned into someone I wasn't. That's pretty hard to do. That is you see, a shocking story. Somebody with a lot of personality, sure. Yeah. But he's turned into somebody he wasn't. So rugby league made him selfish? Yeah. Not a team man. Yeah. I thought he was a team man. I was very ego-driven, trying to protect myself and not let my guard down. I, this is the bit that got me. I was perceived as an arsehole. <gasps> I know. Really? That's hard to imagine. That's honesty, isn't it? That's that raw is honesty. honesty. That's raw honesty. You're I was right. perceived as an arsehole. This arrogant bloke who was only worried about himself, which mm. I was. Was that when he was with St George? Yeah, that was when it was St George. Oh, and let's man. not forget, I think St George won a flag with him. They did. They did. Well, he carried that whole bloody team. He did all the kicking, the goal kicking. Running in the tries. In the, setting up the water play. Out, you brought out he the team. He had the IQ. <laughs> ran the training. He did everything. Selected James the team. Selected the team. Mm. And ran the club. Yeah, I know. Ran the club. That was a hard bit. But I had to be, uh, had to be uh, because my life at the time was judged on wins and losses. Well, See, but that's what, what the, every rugby, rugby league. league player is. See, that's the difficulty for Flanagan, who's going to start his career tomorrow or restart his career yes. tomorrow against Penrith. Against Penrith, yeah. He must be shitting himself, thinking, bloody hell, it's all about wins and losses. Well, he, may, he might be thinking that way, but but if if he's got a rugby league IQ, heart... IQ. And if he's got a rugby league IQ, he'll raise, raise to the, to the occasion. He will. 
He will. We'll That's what I'm looking forward to. The best of. I'll be watching that game with intense I will, with, with intense interest, just mm. to see how he steers the team around the park. Mm. The point you know, is. He, yeah. You know, if he can, uh, if he can, you know. if he can somehow get the fox in the clear. Oh. That's what everyone wants to see. Flanagan putting the fox in the clear. And away goes the fox. Away goes the fox. Score first. forty to nil. Yeah, against the Pembroke Panthers, the premiers. Well, that would be a turnaround, wouldn't it? It would. Now, forty to nil. Mm, that, well, that's your bet. Well, that's what I'm putting the money on. Well, now. It was, you know, obviously an arrogant bloke who worried him, which is because he would judge on wins and losses. People would say, stop and smell the roses, Zoe. But, mate, I didn't even see the roses at the times when I was playing. Of course he, he didn't. didn't even see the roses. And what a timely image that is with Augusta yeah. erupting as we speak. That's true. Who was it, Jack Nicholas? Yes. That was his great quote. Yeah. Make sure you stay and smell the smell roses. Smell the roses, yeah. And, you know. Pure golden beer, that. I know. And if Leishman comes last, yeah. as long as he smelt the roses, oh, it yeah. would yeah. Great time. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, he'd have a few Monday lagers, Monday night lagers. I suppose he will. Mm. I suppose he will. It's been 12 years since Sauer helped the Dragons win the 2010 final. Okay. On Sunday, he comes full circle as he finds himself a coach mm. of the women's team. The, uh, when it's, they're hoping to win their first ever women's premiership against the same team he did it as, against as a player. Ah. East. East, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, if you were writing a movie script, it's like, it's been done that way for the drama. Oh, that's interesting. Right. The irony of Saud sitting in the coach's box presiding over a female rugby league team is that there was a time when he would have shown very little interest in the women's game. Yes. Jamie Saud, the player, was very protective, wore the chip on the shoulder, as you know. I wouldn't have taken any notice of the women's game, but Jamie Saud is a dad and a coach and more aware of his influences and appreciates his surroundings. Yep. Now... It sounds like Jamie Soward has got to know who Jamie Soward really is and rediscovered the person that Jamie Soward used to be. And the love of rugby league the that, that rugby used to be person that, had. That's right. And I'm just wondering whether there was a moment, a, 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 a road to Damascus-like moment yeah. when the, you know, the scales fell well, off the Well, Jamie eyes. Soward would have to ask Jamie Soward that. Yes. Wouldn't and he? he? And what's weird is he'd have to go and back and ask yes. the Jamie Soward who had the blinkers Could he on. remember what the Jamie Soward was who was the unlikable, selfish fellow. Could he remember? Could he speak to that person? Wouldn't that be a fascinating thing to sit Jamie Soward down and say, Jamie Soward, imagine you're talking to Jamie Soward when he was playing When he was an arsehole. Yes. What would you say to that fellow? Now, is there a TV show in that? (sighs) People who have changed and had, you know, life experiences. Yes. And have come back and done... Yes, you know, things great, at the things, highest great level. things at the highest level, yes. And once once I was an arsehole, maybe the title of the working title sure, of the show. Sure, sure. Obviously you can't put that on air. No, you, no, you can't. Well, well, let's talk to Sneezeby. Um, uh, someone suggesting, actually, can we get NRL as a soap on a rope in the shape of your favourite player? Well, that's thinking it through. Now, that could be pure rugby league because yes. the players' images are heavily protected. They are. Uh, it goes on to say, imagine being able to shower with Turbo Tom. Yeah, that could be a popular item. Very popular. It? And would you have a, a league table of the most popular 20 players with the rope on a soap? Usually the market would sort this. Yeah, no, I, sort of course it the out. market would sort it out. You know, you, you, your Flanagans may not sell many. 
Yeah. Although, yeah, yeah. 40 to nil tomorrow, yeah. you'd imagine that uh, Serpent Rose Flanagan would yeah. go through the bloody roof. It would if you got, say, five tries from the Fox. Yes. A five for from the Fox. From the Fox. And wouldn't Fox soap go through the roof? <laughs> hey? I mean, that's what we want to see, isn't it? It is. See, we're too blinkered, aren't we, really, in our how we relate to rugby league. We yeah. think of wins and losses. We do. Whereas soap sales, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's the future of rugby league, isn't it? Keeping yeah. Australia clean. <laughs> and I've got to say is, it, is that the other things is, would it be possible to somehow mm-hmm. have a competition for the brightest smile? in rugby league players and involve the toothbrushes. I mean, I'm just spitballing oh, here. Oh, okay, yes. Lip balm, a bit hard to make anything Lip work, balm, work, yeah. work, work with that. But the yeah. soap and the toothbrushes is really the ones yes. that I think will go gangbusters once the mm. players get. Mm. And um, I've got to say is, um, you know, the, the, um, the elements of rugby league, which are getting buried by rule changes and, yeah. you know, six again and yeah. magic rounds and stuff like that, yeah. aren't letting the game bloom and blossom as it might have that's true. seemed. That, that, that's very true, HG. Do you know if you can buy, say, rugby league soap at the grounds? Um, <laughs> Is that somebody asking no, that? No, no, that, no. That, 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 I'm asking yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I've just never noticed it. No. To be perfectly honest, and I am a frequent user of... of uh, soap. Of, of, well, I, and not only soap, but going to supermarkets. But can I say I've never seen this? I've never seen rugby league merchandise, merchandise there for soap? I, I, just I reckon haven't. set yourself a task. Maybe go well, I'm to going a, to a, a the next time, yeah. Yeah, different. Try and find out what brand of yes. uh, supermarkets got it and yeah. duck in and see it. I mean, it may be and IGA. Could I suggest to people, who, all listeners who love rugby league, go to your supermarket and if you can't get the rugby league soap... Demand it. Demand it. Speak um, to the manager. Exactly. Kick up a stink. And get onto your local politician who will be interested in your <laughs> vote and ideas. Exactly. Especially some of those independents. Yes. Those tricky independents who don't seem to be interested in sport. Now, having said that, there's plenty of challenges out there this week and we've set them all here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Remember the podcast, if you missed it and want to experience the disappointment all over again of this particular moment, then it's available on all sorts of platforms and a part of ABC Grandstand's coverage. And uh, Andrew Moore coming up with the team. He's going to call, I think, 41 matches in the next 17 days. So go to it, Andrew. We're back with our Easter special next week. It's our top-rating show for the year. So join us then when, once again, we bludge on the blind side. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.